Hey, hey, thanks again for pressing play and welcome once again to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm John Voida. You can find me on Twitter at Darth Voida. And I'm joined by Matthew Lissy, who you can find hey. on Twitter at Matthew Lissy. Do, you know do you know what I was thinking today, Matthew, when I was walking the dogs in 96 degree heat around the park? Don't you tell other dog owners that, man. Are you allowed to do that? Yeah, it's nighttime. It wasn't like the pavement's oh, okay, cool okay. by then. Like, I'm not doing it in the middle of the day. I thought they had to stay inside or something. I, dog owners freak out. So what they, happened? They do. If they if, if you don't have the booties on them and it's the middle of the day and you're walking your dog, <laughs> like, you're yes. animal abuse. We're calling somebody. Mind your business, people. Worry about yourselves. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, like, we don't have a, a, a quality tagline for our podcast, right? Like, Fan in the Flames, when they do record, the, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast by the fans that's us for the fans. That's you guys, right? Like that's their tagline. Like what's the sun's jam session other than the original post game podcast of the Phoenix suns. I guess that's what we are, but it's, yeah, I do like that one. You also had on YouTube. Wasn't it like kicking or shooting the shit since 2019 or something like that. Is yeah. That that's the other one, but that is a, that is a good one. Cause it's tough on these. Cause obviously it's the off season. We're going live every Monday. We're going live every Thursday on YouTube. So if you happen to be watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, any of those places, uh, we appreciate it. If you're watching later, thank you. If you're listening later, thank you. But at the same time, like when we're in season and we're doing the post game podcast, that's the easy thing. Welcome to Suns Jam Session Podcast, the original post game podcast of the Phoenix Suns. Whereas it's the off season, so it's like, welcome to the Suns Jam Session Podcast. Man, like I don't thanks know, for sticking around. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for hanging out. With I always us. love the comments when we're done uh, for the season. Like, oh, you guys need to keep going. We miss you, John, and all that. But it's like, yeah, it's like twice a week, right? Yeah, we like. We're, we do we it all the time anywhere. unless there's a breakup that happens and you might take a month off. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. A couple weeks here and there. <laughs> Need some recovery time, you know? Yes. During <laughs> just, deep breaths, Matthew. Just, just hold it in. You know, Gabo in the chat. The home of Jamsterdam. That's you good. <laughs> then you have to explain Jamsterdam and then all of a sudden like Jamolians. Hey, bring it back. Yeah. It's a whole thing. So maybe we'll go with that. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Suns Jam Session Podcast, shooting the shit about the Suns since 2019. I'm John. He's Matthew. John and Matthew. Jam. Suns Jam. That's that's how we do that. Plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. You might think, hey, it's middle August, not a lot to talk about. Well, the Bahamas just played Cuba with two Phoenix Suns rostered on that team, starting in Eric Gordon and DeAndre Ayton. So we definitely want to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about NBA 2K24. They are going to be releasing the game itself in the early part of September, but they just released all the ratings for all the different players. And I had an opportunity to interview Ronnie 2K, who is the creative marketing designer for NBA 2K and had an opportunity to ask him some questions. So we're going to uh, bring up that interview and then we're going to delve into some of those numbers and see if they mean anything. See if it gets us excited. See if it gives us any insight to who this team is and who others think this team is. I think that that's the most important thing is we know who the Suns are. We know how we feel about the Suns. But how are they being perceived outside of Suns Nation? So that's what we're going to talk about. Sound good, Matthew? Yeah, I'm on board. Let's okay, do that, good. Man. I'm, that's going to be a full I'm hour right on board. there. I'm glad yeah. you're on board. So Aiden Watch is coming. Oh, Aiden Watch is a coming. Have no fear. Aiden Watch is near. And so is this Coors Light. The, the Rockies are blue. I want to pop one. Pop one, too. If you want to, do what you do. And start the show, man.
All right, we're starting the show off with some pre-qualifying Olympic tournament news. So for those of you who don't know, obviously the World Cup is just around the corner. I believe it starts next week, the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, somewhere in the back end of August, Matthew. And that's where you have a bunch of teams. I, I believe there's 40 teams that are competing for the 38 or 40 who are competing for the FIBA World Cup. But there's other teams that aren't in that tournament and who are simply just trying to qualify to make the Olympics, which happen next year, 2024, in Paris, France. And essentially, it's split up into five different tournaments. There's two European tournaments, one in Africa, one in Asia, and one in the Americas. And the one in the Americas features the Bahamas, which has DeAndre Ayton and newly acquired Eric Gordon on the team. They played tonight their first game. Uh, They've had a couple scrimmage games against the University of Kansas. DA didn't play. Eric Gordon played like, you know, 20 minutes in one of those games. But when we look at the Bahamas versus Cuba, Bahamas won 109 to 68, which I thank you, Bahamas. I bet that they would cover uh, 97 and a half points today. I was like, man, I'm going to find fun on August 14th. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Right. You got to look forward to something. It was 97 and a half points (laughs) is is the the score for them. I wasn't going total points. The Cuban team doesn't have any National Basketball Association players. The Bahamas do. They have eight and they got Gordon. They got Buddy Heald, who actually led the team in scoring tonight. So, it was an opportunity to finally see DA, you know, the, the comments that he's made recently about changing the narrative and doesn't understand why the world hates him and thinks that the world does hate him. Uh, this was his first chance to kind of show up and show out. So uh, I know that you didn't watch the game. I did. I, I paid the 20 bucks for like the, the, what's the name of the fucking website it's on. It's like something 1891 and you can stream all the FIBA stuff on it. So I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'll get my 20 bucks worth. That's for sure. Cause I'll watch these games. I'll watch Japan in the world cup because that's where Utah Watanabe's playing. Uh, I will watch, uh, although I didn't today, the Nigerian team uh, that is competing in the, uh, the African tournament, because that's where Azubuko is playing. One of our newest, you know, guys who went for 22 and 10 today for the Nigerian team. But what, you know, you saw the highlights. Give, give me your kind of your first impression of what happened tonight. And if I need to do the eight and watch drop, let me know. Do it. Are you ready? Eight and watch. Always ready for eight and watch. Oh, we did. Was it going the whole time? God damn it! This <laughs> excuse my language. Wow. Um. Yeah. Wow. Lord's name. I was just talking Jeez, to the Lord you too. Pray, you, you, you pray to the right. Lord with that mouth? <laughs> no. No. And when he leaves the room, he left to go to the bathroom, and now he's back. So all is good. <laughs> but if I get struck by lightning, you know why. Um. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Ayton. Did you see the highlights of just him warming up and stuff? First, mm-hmm. his hair looks great. I think it looks awesome. It looks like he's in a pissed off mood with that thing. It's uh, like braids. It's like braided kind of, and it's like shaved on the side. So he looks yes. pretty sick. Um, his, his little highlights of him warming up and stuff. It looks like he's working on new things. The ball handling and stuff like that is a little bit more like suspect, but it's good. Cause I like the fact that he's actually working on it and continuing it in the game. Cause in the game, you saw a lot of instances where he can take a guy off the dribble. That was the one thing last yes. year and the years before where just make the one move and see what you can do. That's what he was doing tonight. It looked like today. And it looked like he was taking them off the dribble, forcing himself into the lane, playing a little bit more powerful. He did have that reverse dunk. Um, him and Eric Gordon, little two-man game here or there. But I like how Aiden is working on stuff. And the ball handling isn't there yet, of course. It's not going to be because he needs to continue to do this throughout the season. Continue to force the issue with the ball. 
he has the moves. We've always seen that. We've seen the pregame warmups all the time. So, and the fact that he went into today's game, which doesn't really count, it's it's nice to see that it was a little bit more consistent, kind of winding the ball on the alley oop, stuff like that. We'll see if it carries over to the season, obviously, into the FIBA World Championship as well. The next few games and the rest of the the championship, <clears throat> excuse me, tournament. A little burp there, but I, I think burp. that you, you keep to see this. It's it's good. It's good progression. It's nothing to get super excited about like oh my god Aiden's turned the corner look at that reverse dunk and stuff like that little nasty stare down after that he's going in the right direction right yes i like the comments kind of now about him like the world hating him but use that use the comments for yourself don't go out and talk about it just use it for yourself repeat it to yourself listen to him have that drive you and i hope it does man i hope we're looking at a different Aiden. Still very early, but this is a good sign that he's the 20, 20 and 10 guy that we need him on the scene. Real quick, you, Amanda in the chat is correct. It's Metu that's with the Nigerian FIBA team. Uh, my bad. It is Chimetsi Metu is the captain and went for 22 and 10 today. Uh, yeah, I mean, so should I start with the positive or the negative? Which way you want me to go? Uh, let's go negative, man. Okay, that was so positive right there. Yeah, I think you were. And, 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 you're, and with good reason. You know, he went for 25 minutes. DA was 22 and 10. Uh, in this game, he was 10 of 14 from the field. He had a couple assists, uh, a steal, and he was he led all t- all uh, team members with a plus 37 in, again, 109 to 68 game. So a few things. One, you're right. The, the, the hairstyle, he was wearing the number one jersey. He looked a little thinner. He definitely looked athletic. If we... If we want to look at the negative, there there isn't much uh, because of a lot of the reasons that you stated. This is a game that, you know, quote unquote, doesn't count. This is a good primer for him. It's exactly what DA needs right now is to go out there, represent his country, have some pride uh, and be one of the most dominating players on the court, which he was tonight. There were some instances where, you know, I saw that against a small Cuban team uh, on the weak side, wasn't really boxing out. Wasn't doing closeouts on some plays, uh, but it's also understandable in my opinion. As I was watching the game, I was like, if, if this was in the NBA, I think I'd be a little bit more frustrated because, you know, those are the hustle. Those are the energy plays. But Aiton in this game is specifically relying on his athletic ability uh, to go chase those rebounds to automatically box out guys due to his sheer size and athleticism that the Cuban team just didn't possess. So, uh, you know, there's one highlight where he goes uh, left but dunks with his right, not a big deal. But I would have liked to see him dunk with his left on that play, right? If you're going to go to the left, dunk with the left to avoid any instance of being blocked. Because in the NBA, that, that could get blocked. Again, not a big deal. Because you look at the positive of what we saw from DeAndre Ayton in this game, and you're right. His ball handling is something that when we watch the highlight videos, you see him working on it. But then it's like, okay, put it in game. And he did it in game. And there's a lot of different highlights that you can see where it's him on the alley-oop dunk. It's him... Uh, getting a uh, pass from Eric Gordon in transition that led to a dunk. Him hit some really nice jumpers. His jumper, again, continues to lose, look smooth. And it's something that I think a Sun, even as Suns fans, we don't appreciate how efficient he is on that jumper, consistently on yep. that jumper. There's a lot of those little things, but I really like the fact that he was ball handling in space. And my favorite highlight was actually one where he started the three point line. He did a behind the back kind of dribble, caught it in rhythm and shot, you know, like a 14 footer. It was nothing but net. If you go back and watch all the highlights of his 22 points, you know, his 10 made field goals. I don't know how often you're actually going to see that specific one because there were so many other better plays. You know, one of the plays that you mentioned, uh, and this is in my opinion was the play of the game is 
DeAndre Ayton catches the ball uh, and fumbles it a little bit on the perimeter, right? And I think he fumbled it because he, he wasn't really looking. You know, he was already looking at the at the defense, so he wasn't concentrating on catching the ball. But once he recovers it, he does a quick little juke move, goes right by the defender on uh, the, the right baseline, and then goes around and does a reverse dunk. And I'll actually play that highlight for those of you listening. I'm sorry. For those of you watching, enjoy. Second half, anyway. Aiden going there. That was a ferocious dunk. Juke, go right, got him. Got him. Bam. I mean, it's just, it's a great take by DA on that specific time. Yeah, there was a play in the playoffs. I think it was against, was it against the Lakers where he just took a guy off the the dribble at the three-point line and just had the reverse dunk? You're like, wow, where did that come from? So the thing is here, you can get excited about the moves and all that, but you have to continue to see it. Even if it leads to a foul, even if it leads to him dribbling it off his knee, I don't care. The actual action during the game of him continuing to develop, that's something that we need to continue to watch to see. And like you said, like I would have liked to see him dunk with his left. It's like, yeah, that's it. That's good. That's fine. I'm sure there's someone out there like, of course, like he's not good enough. Exactly. No, it's like one of those things. No, he dunked. Like, well, it was great. <laughs> it was great, but those are the those are the adjustments he needs to make too to improve. And to be like the most, he he's not gonna be the most valuable, but in a way, he might be able to be the most valuable on this team if he is that hustle guy, the guy that uses his size to get the boards, get the big rebounds, the big situations. That's gonna be very very valuable for the Suns going forward with this team full of shooters. One guy's older. Um, Booker's going to definitely develop something else new this year. We just don't know what yet. Maybe just leadership or something. But he has to be like, not the Draymond, but he has to be the guy down there to anchor everything again. And that's very, very valuable. So if he's not going to be a 20 and 10 guy, maybe he's 16 and 10 or something like that, that's fine. But as long as he's making those plays and stuff, that's what we want, the effort and all that. Because yes. he's going to get a lot of the scraps and he just has to go after it. And that's what I saw from him tonight was effort. He was sprinting up and down the court. He was running out there. He was setting screens. I, I kind of felt like a proud dad, you know, watching his kid, uh, you know, when he when he hits like 10th grade, whether any, any sport they play, right? Baseball, basketball, football. By 10th grade, all of a sudden, everything starts to click for them. And they're like, oh, my God, look at you, son. You've done it. And the way that he was setting some of the screens and he was setting up his teammates by doing so, I mean, Buddy healed went off for 24 points tonight. And a lot of that uh, was some great three-point shooting, but it was on offensive rebounds by DA. It was on screen set by DA. You're proud of the way that he was setting up his fellow teammates in an effort to be successful. And like, as you mentioned, that's what we need from DA. Will he be the MVP of the Phoenix Suns this, this season? No, you have Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker, but he can be a low-key. He, he can be the guy that all the fans know. It's like, we are a top-tier team because of what DA does. And you want to see that progression. Watching this game against Cuba is like watching a summer league game where you get all hyped up for Tumani Kamara to go for a double-double. And you're like, yes, he's going to be amazing. And then, But again, it doesn't matter until we hit the regular season. Because at the end of the day, Matthew, good, bad, or indifferent, this was just Cuba. He should do this. If he doesn't do this, this is a whole other conversation. It's a conversation I'm tired of having and I don't want to have anymore. About how DA disappoints, how DA underperformed. He did it tonight, so we should be happy. Except, ex, uh, be excited for the little victories. Stack enough little victories up together, and great things can happen. And that's what this could be, is a step in the right direction, a first impression following him saying, I'm going to change the narrative. This is a good first step, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, no, it's perfect. And he has to have the attitude where he wants to continue to contribute too. If it doesn't fall his way during games, don't sit there and cheer in a way. like The way it was in the bubble, he did have the comments um, – 
about just, you know, this team can win without me in a way, right? Mm-hmm. We can't. We we definitely can't. The we Suns need, so need DA to win a championship this year. I don't care who's on the fucking roster this year and the superstars, supposedly superstars on our team right now with Devin Booker and Bradley Beal who aren't quite there yet. Kevin Durant definitely is, but he's older now. But we need DA just as much as anybody else on that roster to really step up this year. 100%. And again, step wait. step in the And that's what this was tonight. It was fun sitting here watching basketball again. You know, I'm streaming it through. I think it's courtside 1891 is, is the name of it. Yeah, it was 20 bucks. Uh, but again, worth it because I'll watch these games and I'll watch other games because I love basketball. Just to sit here and watch basketball tonight uh, with with Suns players, it felt awesome. And it felt great watching DA come out and perform the way that he did because yeah. I want him more than anything to change that narrative, 100%. Another guy we got to see tonight was a new addition to the Phoenix Suns, and that is Eric Gordon. From Indiana University, number 23, Eric Gordon. It needs a little work, but it's a start, right? <laughs> hey, it's a start. I I know I like it. What I hate what I hate about our drops right now is like we have so many new players and none of them have been in Suns uniform. So it's like it's all placeholders until we get into the season and we get to know them a little better. Yeah, you know, like yeah, look, I already got an idea for like for like Yuta the shooter, you know? Got a yeah. guy like Roland Dyke. I don't know yet, but Again, it's it's tough to make the drop. Jamsters have to know they have to know out there that you're. It's a work in progress. All right, so everyone just calm down in the chat right now about that drop. I know no it's, it's gonna be <laughs> Air Gordon. It's gonna be okay. I tried to do like from North Carolina, number twenty three, Michael Jordan, but I made it like because he's number twenty three and he's Air Gordon. So I'm uh, I'm yeah, definitely no, gonna, I like it. I'm it's, gonna lean into that one. Yeah. So twenty four minutes for Air Gordon tonight. Seventeen points total. He also had a couple rebounds, had four assists, was four of seven from beyond the arc. And let me just say this. One thing that we are going to absolutely love about Eric Gordon this season is what we saw tonight. That motherfucker's got range, dude. He doesn't shoot threes. He shoots like what should be fours. He just throws up bombs, man. Yeah, he has those spots on the corner in the back by um, basically half court where he can just catch and shoot from there. He had that one that was a buzzer beater, and he's just ready to let loose from right there. That's his spot, man. That's where yeah. he's going to shoot a lot. And it was nice seeing him like handle the ball more too. Um, you know, getting Da involved and just going to the rim. Um, it doesn't always look the best, but I mean, he's a guy that's going to give you the three point shot, but probably wants to do more to help this team win. Um, I'm excited to see him going forward in this FIBA championship too because. Da is a big guy. He's he's the guy that we're all gonna watch. But Eric Gordon, you have to realize too. Like we talked about in the pod before, he's gonna be the crunch time guy. You definitely believe mm-hmm. that. So that's just as good as value as watching Da too. So you're gonna see a lot and see how, what he can do with his team and how he can lead this team in a way, right? A hundred percent. And that's what I was watching tonight. Like, yeah, we know that he can shoot, but can he distribute? Can he be another ball handler? And we saw that tonight. He set up uh, Da on a couple different plays. I think that the way that he again, it's it's against Cuba, so you can't take too much into it. Yeah, but I will say that I was uh, in an effort to make that drop. I was looking at a nine-minute highlight film from him from last year, and it looked a lot like what we saw tonight. He can penetrate when he needs to. One of the advantages that he has is because he shoots that deep three, is it pulls a defender out, and he will pump fake and drive because of that. And it is going to open up a lot of opportunity with that second team unit and or the first team unit in crunch time moments. So. It's another wrinkle that makes watching the, the Bohemian team even more fun is we have this new toy that's an old toy in Eric Gordon, and he's feeding DA, and they're developing some kind of low-key chemistry. And the chemistry that they're developing 
is more than just on the court chemistry. And I think that that's important. Eric Gordon's coming in. He's spending time right now with his new teammate. And that's a bond that they're going to have. And they're going to bring back to training camp and they're going to bring back into the season. And it's going to make Eric Gordon feel more, uh, accustomed to this team and a connection to DA, which again is, is going to be something that's going to be should provide a long-term success rate for the Suns this upcoming season. Yeah. And you, you never see DA ever training or working out with any of the other Suns in the off season. Right. So it's nice to have him there because that was the first thing I thought about when he was training and stuff for the, for the game today. I think yesterday were the highlights a little bit of him just working stuff out. I was just thinking in my mind, I'm like, I just wish I would see him work with these other guys more mm-hmm. that are on the team already, but it's nice. I know it's kind of forced in a situation where Gordon's going to be there because of the Bahamas, but I just, I think it's just a coincidence and it's a nice one at that. I don't know if DA and him really talked about anything, but they both are there now and that's huge going forward. Like you said, yeah, it's, you know, again, long-term success for the Phoenix Suns. It's going to come down to a lot of chemistry, and that's one thing that this team is going to be hurting on a little bit this upcoming year is the fact that they don't have a lot of chemistry with yeah. these players. So they're going to have to develop it in unique ways, and this is one of those unique ways. So any final takeaways from the Bahamas versus the Cuban team tonight, Matthew? Nothing else, but it's good to watch basketball. Amen, man. God, it is fun to watch basketball. Uh, just for those of you who are curious as to when the next time the Suns play, they are going to continue in the tournament. I think that uh, I think Panama dropped out. This game was supposed to be at three ten, and they moved it back to six ten Arizona time tonight. And so I think it's because Panama uh, dropped out. So their next game is going to be against I think Argentina. Is that right? Reading through it here right now. Yeah, I think it's Argentina next. I thought I had the information up, and then I, I clicked over to my page, and uh, I didn't. So well, we it, got the Jamsters. They, they, yeah, Jamsters. When do the when do the Suns play? Or when do the Suns? <laughs> when does uh, DeAndre Ayton and uh, Eric Gordon play again with the Bohemian team? You'll let us know. We'll say it on the podcast so everybody knows, and we'll move forward from there. So next up, this is. The NBA 2K24 episode. So for those of you who uh, are avid gamers, sweet. You're going to probably enjoy this. If you're not an avid gamer, so what? Again, this is how the team is being perceived on a national level by people outside of Suns Nation. So question number one I have for you, Matthew. Are you going to be buying 2K24, which has Kobe Bryant on the cover? No, I'm not. I definitely want to. Um, the thing is, though, I want a PS5 first. And you know what? I'm looking at my budget, and thank God I didn't play fantasy baseball. I just don't know <laughs> if I can afford a PS5 right now, but I know you will be getting it, and I will oh, be yeah. watching it's pre-order, it. pre-order, baby. I've seen the other. I played it on my sister's, and it's yeah. pretty fucking good looking. Um, I think I'll tomorrow they're releasing a lot of the gameplay videos. Okay. So we've seen the pictures, uh, which I'm not a huge fan of the pictures. Uh, real quick, Ted Lugan. Okay, looks better, though. Wednesday, August 16th, Bahamas at margin at Argentina or versus Argentina. Uh 5:10 AZ time. Fantastic. That's so in 2 days. Like, that's in 2 days. Well, yeah, it's a tournament. I mean, that's what they're doing. So, um yeah, I'm highly looking forward to this game. Some of the pictures I'm not a, a huge fan of, but I want to see the gameplay. The player pictures or just the pictures overall of like just the arenas or like the pictures. Like uh Kevin Durant looks really yoked in his oh, picture. Okay. Oh, yeah. I thought Booker looked better this year. I saw him because they always do a bad job with his beard. But um, I, I feel like he looks a little bit better this season. 
Yeah, I'll uh, I'll post a picture here real quick. Let me give me one second. I'm taking the picture. Boom. Then I got to upload it to the thing. So while I'm talking, yep. I'll do that. Hold on. Oops. Nope. Didn't want that. Oops. 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 I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> uh, here you go. This is the picture of Kevin Durant that they have that like NBA 2K has posted. Oh, man. I mean, it looks good, but he looks a little yoked. Like, look at his he shoulders. Looks like Kendrick Perkins kind of. Kind of, right? Doesn't so he? it's like, yeah. yes, I want to see the gameplay for sure. I want to see the gameplay, but I'm definitely getting it. I mean, I'm really looking forward. Again, I just bought a PS5 not too long ago. Uh, thoroughly enjoying playing Assassin's Creed. You know what I love about Assassin's Creed, Matthew? There's no magic. Oh, I love yeah. Games it's all where stealth, it's like, right? Yeah, it's like stealth, and I got like a fucking axe, and I'm just going to hack you up. Like, yeah. I like that. Stealth like games that. are my favorite, man. Yes. Metal Gear Solid, those are my favorite. Yes. Stealth games are... I, I like magic. I like the Skyrim stuff. I do. Yeah, but, but it's too like, much for me to worry about. I just like to be stealthy, take my time, and get through levels. Yeah, like, let me build shit up. Anyway, so sorry about the rant. But So to kick off NBA 2K here on the Suns Jam Session podcast, the first thing I want to do is, uh, as I mentioned on the last podcast, I had the opportunity to interview Ronnie 2K, uh, Senior Marketing Director for NBA 2K. Uh, and had an opportunity to just ask him some questions. So I thought I'd play that interview here on the podcast. Are you cool with that, Matthew? Oh, let's go for it. Let's go. Should, uh, we'll, I'll, should we have our mics on or should we just watch it? Let's just watch it. Right? Okay, here we go. And I'm from uh, the Sun's Jam Session podcast. So just a few and an avid gamer. So when this oh. opportunity rose, I was like, I got to hop on this. So let me just start off with my first question for you. Sure. The team as a whole has an... Uh, an 84 overall rating on NBA 2K24. And that's tied for the best in the game with the Celtics. Do you feel that this is an accurate depiction? Are the Suns really like one of the best two teams in the league? Or is that just on the video game? Um, uh, well, it's funny. I've been asked who I think my finals matchup is going to be. And you just named the two teams that I think are going to be in the finals. So that's what uh, I believe. Now, I think it starts with obviously your top two guys being a 96 and 94 with KD and, and Devin Booker. Um, and then, you know, obviously the huge acquisition of Bradley Beal, who's historically had such a great rating in our game. And then uh, the, the big guy, DeAndre Aiden, uh, that's a great uh, nucleus. But as you learned last year, like when that team was so top heavy, you got to obviously support it with role players. And they did a tremendous job kind of reworking their roster and, and building a, a, you know, one of the best teams, top one to 12 in the league. And so I think the 2K rating, uh, you know, shows that, supports that. And I think Suns fans have a lot to be excited about this year. No, we absolutely do. You know, Bradley Beal's an 87. We'll get him up to a 90. He's a, he'll keep playing hard. We'll get him yeah, up to a 90. He's uh, been an 89 before. I don't know if he's, I think in the middle of one year, he popped up into the nineties. Uh, great player. Um, he's going to be such a, such a beast for the Suns. So really looking forward to his addition. So this is where a lot of Suns fans, you know, what we're talking about when we see those ratings come out, obviously we get excited. We see Jimmy Butler, we see Luka Doncic, we see Jason Tatum. They're all at 95 overall. What can we do to get Booker to a 95? Like, can we shave some points off Chimetsi Metu or something? Like, what can we do to get him to a 95 just to quiet some of the, the Twitter followers For, out there? Former cover guy, right? I love yes. Devin. Yeah, everybody knows that. Um, I think what hurt Devin this year was he had a huge, like, few playoff games there. Mm -hmm. But just the, the, the length of it. And that wasn't really his fault, right? Like, he didn't get to showcase – 
and put up 40 point games in the playoffs every single day like he was doing and that I think ultimately like worked against him especially when you know other guys in the playoffs like were just having these remarkable long runs and again not his fault I think I think Devin is right there on the precipice I think um, you know, seeing him kind of come together and gel with KD with a full year with Kevin and, you know, the rest of those pieces, I think there's no doubt by the end of the season, Dan will be looking at a 95. Now, I know that Suns Brass has announced that they're going to kind of do the positionless basketball approach. Bradley Beal and Devin Booker are both going to be doing yep. a lot of a lot of point guard distrib- distribution in the game. How How's it going to look in the video game? Like, because you still have to slot them into a starting point guard, starting shooting guard, what have you. Is it point Beal or point Booker? I believe it's point Beal um, because they did announce that. I think that, that that's their intention, right, to, to start with him at point. I think what makes a video our video game great is that those kind of teams are super fun to play in our game. I, I remember yeah. putting you know James Harden at point and w- what that did for for that team uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, that team was just so much fun to play with because your ball handler being able to kind of do everything, score, distribute, um, it just makes for a fun video game team. So I don't think you lose uh, in two K with either of those guys at point. It's so funny because like five years ago, no one was picking the Suns in 2K. And now like everybody's going to be picking them. We're so, so excited. Uh, that's true. I was picking yeah. them. I, I'm uh, always a fun team to play with. Definitely put up a lot of points. Um, and yeah, it's it's going to be, this is going to be a really fun year to play, to play as the Absolutely. Absolutely can't wait. All right. So question about this outside of the all-time team, the classic Suns teams in 2K are the 2005 Suns and the 2003 team. We need to have a 93 Suns team. I mean, we always have the conversations every year with all of these players. We definitely want to give our consumers what they want. Um, We'll have to see. Uh, You guys will know when, when we can announce that. That'd be fantastic. All right. Last question for you. It's okay to admit it. You're like a low-key Suns fan, all right? Well, so it's funny, actually. I um, I did go to a bunch of games last year. Uh, me and obviously to support Devin as cover athlete, but me, it's very well documented that Kevin Durant's my favorite player in the league, and I love to watch him play. So he was. I'm from the Bay, so him being in, in the Warriors, while everybody else hated it, I really enjoyed it because I got to watch him play up close all the time. Uh, love the Phoenix area, so I'll, I'll definitely be out there to to support him um, and and the rest of the Suns this season. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the time. Come down, CSC. We'll get you one of those new Sunburst Modern jerseys that they have out yeah, uh, now. There, I think gave, they gave me one on the court last year, which was super fun. Um, so really, a, really a big fan of the Valley of the Suns. Yeah, Ishbia has done a great job since he's come out here. He's absolutely he's putting Marion and, and and Stat into the Ring of Honor. I mean, he's he's yeah, hitting all the right things. Super well deserved, and obviously those guys are on those historic teams that you mentioned. So really, really appreciate Sean Marion's the Matrix and Amari going into the into that uh, class. It's very cool. The way it should be. Well, again, Ronnie, really appreciate your time, my friend. Thanks, Sean. There you go. Interview with Ronnie cool today, Matthew. Yeah, very nice. Very well done. Um, my first res- response, really, um, my takeaway after the first time I saw a little sneak peek, a little red carpet action we had. Um, 
he looks so fit. He looks like a video game. I don't know if it's the <laughs> the actual like um the camera he's using some kind of I don't know setting, but he definitely does not look like a real person, does he? Yeah, he looks like the video game guy. He's an a- he was actually AI guy the whole time. Like he didn't he wasn't actually there. Uh, they just said it probably it's possible. Yeah. I'm sure they only gave me seven minutes with him, man. I, I could have talked with him like for an hour and a half. It would have been really fun if I had the time to really kind of go off and you know, his basketball knowledge and whatnot. But, yeah. you know, it, it brings up a lot of different observations and things that, you know, I want to talk about here on the pod. So, you know, you take a look at the Phoenix Suns overall. They are a tier one team in NBA 2K. As I mentioned in the interview with Ronnie 2K, they have an 84 overall rating as a team, which is tied with the Celtics as the top team in the league. They're both 84. Uh, you take a look from, you know, the one challenge that the 2K team has with our team is their rebounding. You know, it's an 81 inside, they're 93 outside, they're 80 athleticism, 81 playmaking, uh, 85 potential, 85 uh, interior, and then their defense is a 93, and their rebounding, or I'm sorry, is a 63, and their rebounding is a 60. Like, do you feel like that's accurate with the Suns? I mean, we were a middle of the tier. <laughs> You know, a, a top third in the league rebounding team. And again, you can't really take last year and compare it to this year because it's two completely different teams. But to think that, like, are we just going to be such a bad rebounding team because we fucking make every shot? Like, that's interesting. I feel like they did that just to kind of uh, bring the Suns down from an 85, yeah, man. Dude, actually, um, 2K-wise, if you're actually going to play as the Suns, which a lot of people will, Oh, big time. This is fine. These are great ratings. I think defense, who cares? Rebounding, who cares? But in real life, the Suns, rebounding has always been an issue, right? I think uh, defense is going to surprise some people. I think Beal and Booker will be a lot better than what people think. Durant, obviously, I think they have him as a two-way, three-level playmaker, which is like, what else can you do in the NBA? That's probably the most perfect uh, like result that you can have as a player in the 2K world. I just think it's going to play over to where the Suns are better defensively and the rebounding will be fine. But, dude, 2K-wise, that's fine, right? You don't have to care about the defense yeah. as much. This is like the best Suns 2K team in the history of best Suns 2K teams. Like, you look at the this 2K team as an 84 overall, and you compare it to the other all-time teams that they have, and they have, like I mentioned in the, the interview with Ronnie 2K, they have the all-time Suns team, which rates out at a 91. The eight, the 0405 Phoenix Suns team is an 81. So this team is yeah. three points higher than that 0405 Nash led team. And then the other classic team that they have in the video game is the 0203 Suns, and they are a 79. So they, it's it. The team's unreal. The team, like from a video game standpoint, as I mentioned with Ronnie, like every little kid is going to be playing this, and that's one of the great things about you know, what Matt Ishby has done, the byproduct of him bringing these kind of players to the Valley is they make a really good video game team. And guess what happens? Little kids will choose the Phoenix Suns because they're so fucking good and they're going to fall in love with this team through the video game. That's how it happens. And I think that, again, it just goes to show that the byproducts of what Ishbia has done is really going to net long-term fans of this team because of it. Yeah, there's some two-way on there too. Like they even have DA listed as a two-way inside the arc scorer, Josh Okogie two-way shooter. So those are three defensive starters that you have mm-hmm. in your lineup. And they can absolutely, if they're connected in all ways, defensively, they can destroy teams that way. Um, but I think DA is one of those where offensively it's gonna be fun, but you have to tell me 
you have to let me know because I remember first playing as DA when he was a rookie. And he would never dunk it. He would always be around the rim and just lay it up. Yeah, I'm do like, the little lay him. What is going on? And then it was him. But you have to let me know if that actually is fixed because he's a fun player to play as. Ali the two the the little pick and roll and all that it's unstoppable oh, in that game with DA. So this team is unstoppable. It's a cheat That's code for sure. In the video game, he always catches the ball on the pick and roll. Like when you bounce pass, he always catches it. And we know in real life that's not necessarily true. So, <laughs> yeah. which player do you want to delve into first, Matthew? Should we start from the top? I think we should. Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. Kevin Durant, an overall 96. Oh, you can't see shit. I did all these graphics. You can't see any of them. I mean, you can, but I can read I can, them. Yeah, you can see them. All right. Well, you, you take a look at Kevin Durant. He ends up being a 96. Now, note that the Phoenix Suns are the only team in this video game that have two top 10 players, one being Kevin Durant, the other being Devin Booker. Kevin Durant, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, his archetype is a two-way, three-level playmaker, which is pretty accurate. Uh, his rebounding is a 59 overall. That's kind of the one thing that he's a little bit shy on, if you will. 77 defender. He's an 85 inside score, 95 outside score, 81 athleticism, 82 playmaking. And he's, he's a top, I think, three or five three-point shooter in the league or in, in the video game. It's like Steph Curry, uh, Dame Lillard, and then like Kevin Durant, which is kind of crazy, huh? Yeah, no, it is. Um, I think even his 96 overall is pretty insane um, at his age. Um, I know coming off of injuries last year to where it might seem like he's on a decline. The 96 is nice. I think uh, Jokic has a 98. He's like the yeah. only guy above him, but um, 96 fits him perfectly. I don't know if he's a guy that's really going to like slow down the season where he will like regress a little bit where he might go to a 95 94 i think he can keep it at a solid 96 this year that's that's what i'm thinking i think even due to injuries even if he's taking days off he's gonna be the same kevin durant i feel like last year as last year i i agree with the talent around him he's gonna have the ability to kind of take it easy at times because there's gonna be moments where bradley beal or devin booker are cooking and he doesn't need to necessarily cook so he can you know, save some of that energy. Uh, my, my apologies. He's the ninth overall best three-point shooter. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Luke Kennard, Buddy Heal, Damian Lillard, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Desmond Bain are above him. Uh, but as you mentioned, you know, overall, he's the fifth best player in the game. It's Jokic, Giannis, LeBron, Joel Embiid, Kevin fucking Durant. Uh, then you continue on down the line. Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, uh, and then you get to Devin Armani Booker, who is a 94 overall in the in the game. And his archetype is, I, I will say one thing, like it's tough playing with Booker. I've had challenges playing with Booker in the past. I don't know why, like his jumper, the timing of it just always messes me up. I'm hoping that yeah. on the new game, it doesn't. I just have a hard time playing with him personally. Uh, but his archetype is a versatile offensive force who can score on three levels as well. They have his rebound into 46, which, is, again, is his downfall, as it is with the majority of players in this game. You know, but his his outside scoring, I mean, he's just he, he's a beast, man. He's a beast in this game. I think that they kind of took some liberties on the defense side. He's a 61 overall, uh, 74 per perimeter defense. I can see 58 interior defense. I can see 41 steal. I think you need to give him a little bit more. Uh, props in that lateral quickness is 74, maybe a little bit more there. I feel like, again, they shaved just a few points off of Devin Booker in an effort to not put him in the same tier as Luka Doncic, as Jimmy Butler, um, and as Jason Tatum. And, you know, Ronnie 2K said, well, he didn't have a long playoff run, and that's why he's only a 94. It's like, yeah, Luka didn't have a playoff run, so he should be a 93. 
<laughs> I know. And then when you're going to talk about Jason Tatum too, he's very inconsistent as well. Yeah. Um, the defensive consistency where it's at 65 for Booker, that's kind of insane to me because I feel like the guy plays both ways very, very hard every play. Um, the way to get to 95 for Book will be defensively when he doesn't play yes. this year. So we'll have to watch and make sure that they – you know, take it up just a little bit because you know it's going to be there early on because Booker's going to he's going to come out this year and make sure he's a leader on both sides of the ball. And defensively, he's already improved so much dramatically from the two years ago to last year. This year, going to be even more. So if they did snub him on defensive on the defensive end, which led to the ninety four. He should be a ninety five with Luca and Jason Tatum. He's in that class with Jimmy Butler. He is. He's not ninety six, but I think Booker is definitely ninety five. Well, and I also look at like the rebounding side, and like he's a 54 defensive rebound. I feel like he's a pretty good rebounding guard, you know. So again, it's just if you're going to shave stuff, shave but the defensive they, stuff. Do they make really it more watch, offensively? Though? Like I'm just saying, because this is always the thing with 2K. It's like, do they actually? I like he, Ryan 2K. He just he had the the long playoff. I mean, he didn't know really how to go about it. Like, sorry, Booker's only 94. But do they really pay attention? Do they just throw numbers out there? Because they can. Because 2K, and it's a great game, they get away with a lot of shit, and fans mm-hmm. give them a lot of shit. So maybe they just throw things out there defensively. All right, well, he can't be that good. They're like, yeah. well, defensively, he was pretty good last year. Well, he can't be, you know, he can't be a 95. So we have to, like, just trim some stuff off. I agree with you. And again, Booker is better than Butler. Butler, yeah. Butler had a great playoff run, but I think consistency-wise, Butler is not as good as Booker. And I think that Booker and Tatum should be on the same level. I honestly do. And and that's why, you know, again, he but he's a 94. Like, that's fucking awesome. Devin Booker's a 94. That's pretty fucking dope. The next guy up on the list is Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is an 87 overall in this game. As Ronnie mentioned, he's had a – he hit 90 one time in his career. Uh, but he, for the most part, is like between 87 and 88. It's interesting. There's two versions of Bradley Beal in the video game. There's Bradley Beal who plays for the Suns, and there's all-time Bradley Beal who's on the all-time Wizards team. And on that, Bradley Beal is actually an 89 overall. So he is an 87 in this game. You take a look at his outside scoring. It's at an 88. Uh, his inside scoring is a 70. It's interesting. He has a 95 layup, which uh, let's get ready to love that, Suns fans. A guy who can make a layup consistently. 84 on the driving <laughs> dunk. 30 on the standing dunk. Again, defense, you know, really uh, an opportunity for him. His defensive consistency is 40. I can't speak to it too much. I haven't watched Bradley Beal play a ton in his career. I just, you know, that know that when he plays the Suns. Uh, again, it's that ability for him to, to score that is what makes him special. His potential is a 90 overall, and I think that that's, uh, that's where he could potentially end up if he plays well within the confines of this offense. Yeah, and if the two K the the two K people are actually watching the Suns, not just like oh the Suns won a game by thirty points, you know, Bill had thirty points offensively, great. But watch these games again defensively because Bill has a lot to prove on this team to win the Suns fans over. So the hustle and the defense it should come up a little bit more. Um, I can see him being a ninety or eighty nine by the end of the year for sure, but it has to come from the defensive end. Um, you know, athleticism too a little bit, the strength sixty two, which is kind of crazy. I think it's a little stronger than that, but. He'll yeah. be definitely an 89 or 90. Who do you Crazy. think? Yeah, it is. It is. It's uh, if we could have three 90s on this team, it'd just be fucking amazing. I want so bad for the Suns to just come out and just start beating the shit out of people. And I know it's an unrealistic expectation because that never happens because we're Suns fans. Like, who was I talking? Oh, did you see last week? Typical Sun or typical Phoenix sports fashion. 
The Phoenix Mercury come out and set the WNBA record for most points in a quarter. They scored 45 points in the first quarter last week against the Connecticut Sun. Do you know how many points they scored in the second quarter, Matthew? 12. Seven. Oh, seven. Okay. Seven. I mean, that like, happens, right? That, yeah, but like it's so Phoenix sports. It's like the moment you feel good about something, the moment you're like, holy shit, man. Like we're on top of the world. Sun's in four. Mm. The fucking world just comes back and just slaps you across the face. It goes, uh-uh. How dare you think for a second that you were better than you are? And that's I think exactly that's- what happened. I think that's life. Everything comes back down to zero unless you cheat like the Spurs and you cheat like um, a lot of those teams like the, the Lakers. Patriots. Yeah, you continue to win, but usually teams come back down to zero, right? They, they, uh, but yeah, never mind. The Patriots, you mean the home of Ezekiel Elliott? <laughs> yes. Oh, is that where he's at? Yeah, he's signed with the Patriots Holy today. Shit, man, that guy's a sack of potatoes, man. He's going to be falling <laughs> all over the place. I can't wait to watch it there. I'm glad he's gone. And uh, I, just really quick though, I think Phoenix Sports, we have something that, you know, is here that's detrimental to any kind of success. And I the best highlight is really with Kevin Durant breaking his ankle, right? And the layup line. But I just I'm not gonna say anything, but coming up this season, never mind. I don't even want to bring it up. Don't. don't. I don't know why it was gonna, gonna happen. All it's right, gonna happen stop. anyways. We know it. Yeah, we know it. <laughs> All right, next next up on the list is the man who we talked about at the front of the podcast. That is DeAndre Ayton, who is an 84 overall. His archetype is a two-way inside the score, inside the arc score. I'm sorry, inside the score. A two-way inside the arc score. Uh, again, 84 overall. What's interesting about DA is the fact that in the video game, he's the 10th best center. Okay, so outside scoring 83, inside scoring 79, standing dunk 90, driving dunk 75, 75 on the layup. I think that hurts him. Uh, from a, a defensive standpoint, he's got 78 on the interior defense. Uh, his potential's in 86. And so, so two things that's interesting with DA. One, as I mentioned, he's the 10th overall center in the game. And... He was an 84 as a rookie. So here we are five years later, and he's an 84 again. So tell me about the national perception of DeAndre Ayton per NBA 2K. Well, it's just as bad as Suns fans. Well, I mean, when you're looking at this, ah, this is crazy. Even Kristaps up to 87. Yeah. Yeah, D, I mean, we expect the 84, right? He's a guy that maybe can improve to an 87, 88 this year defensively. Um, but the perception is like what we always thought. I mean, around the league when trade deadline hits and the offseason hits, like there's only one team that was really interested were the Celtics fans kind of for some reason. Like there's not a whole lot of hope there for potential, right? So he stays the same. He says dormant kind of to that 86, 87 kind of place where he should be at by now. He should be where Bradley mm-hmm. Beal is right now. But this mm-hmm. is impressive because five years later, we still have DA. And it's impressive because we have him at 84 still. And we have to watch him again this year, but we know that for a fact he can improve and mm-hmm. he can skyrocket up to 88, 87. But also it's just like, I can't wait for that to happen because I think it's going to happen. And here I go again. Look at you. Look excited, at you, man. Matthew. I get really excited about DA. I really do, I do this too. year. I just, like, I, I, I do every year though. Again, like tonight Impressing was so him. much fun. Like when, when DA plays well, fuck, he's fun to watch, man. 
He's fun to watch when he plays well. That's why I think we get so pissed when he doesn't play well. We're like, fuck, man, you're you can be so good. He's the best player on the on the court when he's that good. Like, but you look you look at the centers who are uh, ahead of them in NBA 2K. Nikola Jokic is a 98 overall. Okay, yeah. Joel Embiid's a 96 overall. Yeah. There's two centers who are 87s. That's Bam Adebayo and Kristaps Porzingis, which I'm a little surprised with Kristaps. You have. One center who's an 86 overall, and that's Carl Anthony Towns. And then you have two centers who are an 85, who are above DA at ranked six and seven. It's Brooke Lopez and Miles Turner, which is rather surprising. Then you have Rudy Gobert and Jared Allen, both at 84s, ahead of DA. And then Nikola uh, Vucevic and Nick Claxton and Victor yeah. Weminyama coming in at an 84 as well, guy. which, which again, Everybody's like, oh, shit, he's coming in at an 84. Uh, well, DA came in at an 84 as well. So I think there was some rumor that he was going to come in at a 93, and everyone lost their fucking minds, which they should. Uh, he hasn't played a damn game. So, yeah, again, to think that Jared Allen, Rudy Gobert, Miles Turner, and Brooke Lopez are better than DA, it's kind of a stretch. It is. Um the value, though, that they do bring, I mean, we wanted Miles Turner for DA. I did at one time. I totally did. Oh, yeah. Nicholas Claxton. And, and another 84. asset. 84 Nicholas Claxton. That's that's some guy I would rather have than DA. Like, I'm just, I'm excited about DA, but I just would rather have Nicholas if Claxton. If you're talking because, contracts, yes. Yeah, but that guy's pretty fucking good. I think he's going to have a solid season next year, too. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's all, it's not where you start either. I mean, Kristoff's is going to go down. Carlington Towns. Might go up, a band will be up and down all season. So always, but it's just interesting. So mm-hmm. there you go. That, there, there's your top four. Who do you think is rated number five overall on the Suns? Josh Okogie. That's and right. Bobo. Yes. that's the weird one. That's the weird one. So Josh Okogie, we can touch on him real quick. You know, taking a look at his archetype, it's a two-way shooter. He is rated a 78 overall. So we got a 96, a 94, an 87, an 84. Boom, 78, Josh Akogi. Uh, You know, inside scoring is not his strength. Outside scoring really isn't his strength. Defending, he's one of the best defenders on the team at a 75. Or I'm sorry, a 73 overall. But as you mentioned, I think the thing that's just a little bit more surprising is Bull Bull is a 78 as well. Bull Bull is a 78. And you look at his 2K ratings over the year, right? Over the years. He came into the league, he was a 73. And his next season, which was NBA 2K21, he was a 72. And then he was a 71. And he bumped up to a 78 last year in NBA 2K23 after the way that he played with the Magic. So he starts this year as a 78. I think it's a stretch, man. I think it's a stretch. I think that you know his, his archetype is an interior finisher. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, I think they give him a little bit more credit than they need to. He's a 52 perimeter defense and a, a 72 on the interior. His eight, he's got a block that's 86, and I get that he can block the ball, but he's a. If you look at the advanced metrics, he's a bad interior defender and like the worst perimeter defender in the league. So I think that Bull Bull was kind of a stretch over some other players. Yeah, that's that's very strange. I think what Bobo brings is a lot of expectations. So maybe I guess it's not as strange because 78 kind of fits them because a lot of teams, they get excited. The fan bases get really excited. 78, you kind of want to put him up there because he's fun to play with, I feel like. You don't want to kind of, if he's like in the lower 70s or late or early, uh, I'm sorry, or the late 60s or something crazy like that because 
Sometimes he can be that guy. It's not fun. I mean, this guy is just a fun guy to play with on the video game. But I think Eric Gordon, too, like even at 76, I know we're not to him, but maybe they can switch spots. Maybe Bobo can be at 76 That's and Eric Gordon can be, be at 78. That's where I feel like they kind of need to flip-flop and just get that right. Even Utah, like Watanabe, like 75, I feel like maybe 76. Agreed, agreed. But then you take yeah. a look at, at where he is kind of amongst centers on the game. And at 78, he is around Andre Drummond is a 78. Precious Achua is a 78. Isaiah Stewart, Nick Richards, Xavier Tillman, uh, Kavon Looney. Those are all 78s. So I think that he's not necessarily in that class. I think he needs to be in the 77s class, which includes uh, Mark Williams and Charlotte, Mo Bama, Daniel Gafford, Dwight Powell, Santi Aldama, Drew Eubanks. That's the 77s. Oh, Those 77? 77s. I yeah, think maybe that that's where like, he should yeah. live. Yeah, definitely that or 76. I, I'll stick with 70. DeMarcus Cousins, 76. Is he yeah, ever I know, right? is he still playing? What is going no, on? I don't fucking know. Oh, free agent. Uh, but okay. but D Wig 24 in the chat is a hundred percent right. Says that 78 makes him a great fifth starter for 2K. Three seven footers with Beal and Booker. So you got Bill Booker Durant. You put DA at the four and you have Bull Bull because he's a 78. You put him out there as the five. From a 2K standpoint, that's the lineup, dude. That's it right there. You <laughs> yes. bring Gordon in. I know. You bring, isn't it like that's the perfect? Yes. I'm going to do that, D Wig 24. It's, I'm going to yes. do that. What are we even talking about? Of course, the first thing you're going to do is go in there and edit that starting lineup with Bull Bull in there, dude. It's fun. As soon as yeah. they come out for the tip. And they have to do the intros. I don't know if he'll have his own intro. Who knows? We'll see. But I think it's once easy. You, you just say his name twice. Bowl. Whenever they yeah. had to record his name, they just had to record it once. So they just dubbed it Bull. And then they're, they're like, like you're okay. Not, you're not, we're not paying you for the second, for the second right, name, no. all right? All I you need one. Just say Bull once. Like and we're going to we're gonna dub over it Look, twice. Up in the sky. Oh, really quick. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Bull. Bull. Really quick, what? Did you get paid for um, both of those? Did you dub it over? No, I had to dub it over. Okay. Only got um, paid once. The voice of God on Hard Knocks. Did you know it was that guy? No, the guy I didn't. played like Wolverine or the old Wolverine or yeah, the old yeah, Wolverine, so. and he was uh, he was the killer in like Scream Two. Yeah, I never <laughs> knew it was that guy when he showed up. I'm like, and him and Aaron Rodgers just having a good time, but I didn't. I had no idea that was him. Well, they just uh, they just signed dude. Dalvin Cook, so that'll make for a good episode three. It won't be on episode two, I don't think, but episode three it'll probably be on there. So sweet. That Hard Knocks was good. Oh, and it's I'm, all Rogers. Way to start be- it off. Between that and Winning Time, those are like the shows I'm watching right now. Like Winning oh, Time I last haven't, night. I haven't watched it yet. Do a pod tonight, then I'll do fucking Hard Knocks tomorrow night. So, anyways, back to this. Eric Gordon is the next guy that I do want to talk about. As you mentioned, Matthew, uh, overall probably a little bit lower than he should be. He comes in behind drew eubanks who's a 77 and again i think he, i think drew eubanks and bull bull are rated higher because of the lack of depth at their position um but he eric gordon overall 76 uh he is you know from an archetype standpoint an inside out score we know the range that he has it is pretty disgusting but they have his his three-point shot at an 83 which i don't feel properly reflects what he can bring to a team right no, yeah, and the more the Suns win, the more crunch time minutes he earns with the Suns, and he's gonna get them probably right away. It'll sky. I think he has a real shot to get up to like almost an eighty on the on this this game. I just because of the, how good the Suns are, like you said, like 
even with DeAndre Ayton, maybe like going up to 87 by the end of the year, it might be something that's possible because of how good they are and how good they're going to make everybody else look. You know, these guys are going to get each other paid a lot of money next offseason or whenever they're free agents again. But also in 2K, they're going to get those mm-hmm. ratings up. And that's the only thing they care about. They don't care about the money. It's a 2K rating. So <laughs> exactly. I, I think you need bank. to be definitely higher. Yeah. <laughs> well, you take you take a look at shooting guards in this game, and Eric Gordon comes in as the 57th best shooting guard. Perfect spot. Okay, so as a 76, he's in the same class as Malik Beasley, Terrence Ross, Lonnie Walker, Caleb Martin, Edmonds, Edmund Sumner, and Lance Stevenson. I think that's wrong again, man. I yeah, because he's, proven. Eric he's proven. proven. Yeah, he's proven. He should be up with the, the 78s, in my opinion. You know, Bones Highland is rated higher than he is in this game. Gary Payton, the second, is rated higher than Eric Gordon in this game. You go to the 78s, it's like Shaden Sharp up in Portland, Quentin Grimes, Lou Dort, D'Anthony Melton, Isaiah Joe, Cam Thomas. So maybe he's at 77. Maybe he's in between the two. But I think that they vastly underrated him in this game. Him and DA have the best shot to gain two or three points. Uh, completely quickly. agree. 20 games in, they'll be like, oh, we kind of got this wrong. Yeah. Look at it again. Maybe even a shout-out from D-Book to get those things up. But it's going to happen, I think, early in the season. Other guy I want to talk about, Yuta Wantanabe. Obviously, everybody has kind of talked. I want to talk about him and Kata Bates-Diop, and then if there's anybody else we need to talk about, we'll talk about them. But you take a look at Yuta Wantanabe, Yuta the shooter. Everybody's getting excited about who and what he can be on this uh, team. But if you look at him from a 2K standpoint, they're not giving him nearly the same respect. A 75 overall, a stretch four at the small forward slash power forward position. Uh, Outside scoring, he does have... A, a, a 85 three-point shot. He is the second best three-point shooter on the team, I believe. Uh, defense, all that fun stuff. 75, again, probably a little, pro- probably about right for Yuta, right? I mean, another guy who, because of his usage and because of his lack of consistency, I don't see him taking a huge jump, but uh, some possibility there. Again, if he can come in and really put some force, some six-man numbers. Yeah, let's start watching those cute little highlights we've been watching of like the Brooklyn fans chanting Utah, Utah. <laughs> Even though I just Utah, said that wrong yeah. again. Utah, Utah. <laughs> you know, his highlights are always great to watch. Um, I think the the reason why some of these guys might seem a little bit lower, I think it's okay. 75 is good because I feel like the Suns are, for us on paper, it looks so well developed, you know, throughout the offseason, what they did with this team where you just have a lot of hopes for this team and the the actual hustle these guys are going to bring to the court, where you're like, okay, maybe these are all about 78 guys. But now it's like, Utah, you got to make sure like some of these guys have to take a little bit of a dip. And he might just be a 75 guy where he comes in once in a while, hits big shots. But in 2K, he's definitely going to be a guy, maybe I even throw him in the starting lineup. Yeah, he could be fun if you want to go very offense heavy and just know that he should be yeah. wide open due to gravity. But 2K, it's not nearly as much. There's a lot of isolation 2K. You don't see a lot of doubling. So he could be a guy who, as you drive to the basket, you know, if he does get open, you can kick it out to him. K debates Diop is the last guy I want to talk about. 76 overall rating in the team or on, in the game, uh, defined from an archetype standpoint as an inside out score as well. He's somebody who outside scoring they have is an 80. You know, his, his close shots in 85, his mid-range shots in 74, his three-point shots in 81. Layup, 77. You know, interior, not that good. And I feel like he has the ability to kind of be both if asked upon. But 75, again, and somebody who could get a little bit of a bump based on his performance around some of the superstars that exist. Yeah, not too much. Um, a guy that you kind of had as a starter, but um, 
I just don't know. I don't know what to expect from him, honestly. I mean, I think it's going to be very fun to watch him defensively. I don't know if he can go up anymore, though. I, I you know, there's going to be because only I just so I don't want to keep saying, hey, these guys can go up to 78. Our our team's going to be like what an average of like 90 by the end of the year. If we keep saying all these guys are going to go up, like one of these guys have to stay the same or take a dip. And that guy will be DeAndre Ayton. No, I was kidding. Um, <laughs> but overall, you know, again, you take a look at it. If you're somebody who's a video game person, this is going to be like the game for the Suns because they're so talented from a video game standpoint. It's going to be one of the funnest teams to play with in the game. It's almost going to yeah. be like, again, that bowl bowl lineup. That's a cheat code. People are like, oh, this is bullshit. You're playing with the Suns? Like, yeah, dude, I'm oh, from yeah. Phoenix. I fucking I played with them five years ago when they sucked asshole. So guess what? I've earned this, damn it. Yeah. I hope you have some fun, John. And the other jamsters out there that have it on the PS5. Because don't get it for the PS4, right? If you have a no, PS4, why would you get it? Just buy a PS5. I, I had a PS4 five weeks ago, and I had NBA 2K23. Like, mm, It just doesn't seem the same, though. Well, it's not. It's clearly not. I was kind of disappointed. Know. That's why I got a PS5. I saved up. <laughs> I, I Every time we got a super chat, I just I, it went into my PS5 fund. So thank you, Jamsters, you your allowance. For, for supporting the pod. Uh, in any way, shape, or form you do, whether you hit us up on Venmo or you, you become an elite jamster by joining the pod. And all those little things add up. And it allowed me the opportunity to go get a PS5, and I appreciate that. Dude, so I have my my screen like on reverse. Um, it's like a reverse black thing. Yeah, I think I can see my fillings in my teeth. Like they kind of like, I'm like, is this can't, stuff? Can't phone? see any of it. You have fillings? I do, yeah. But it's not. It's just the clear of the lights. So never mind. I went to the dentist the other day, and there's like your teeth. Although they're not perfectly straight, perfect. Do you floss a lot? Nope. Yeah, the first I don't time go I've to been the to the dentist like years, and I floss, yeah. and then there's nothing wrong with them, and they want was, me to come back. I'm like, I did fine it, by myself. It, it was the first time I'd been in probably six years. I hate going to the dentist, and you were fine, right? I went and fine. They're like, um, when's the last time you went to the dentist? You know, it's like it's like going to confession. Like, uh, bless me, Father, for I've you just sin. it's been <laughs> years since I've been to my last confession, and I was like, oh no, they're like, um. <laughs> Do you do you floss a lot? I'm like, no, not really. They're like, you have like no plaque buildup. I'm like, that's right. At least I got that going for myself, which is nice. It's probably because you talk so much, dude. It just doesn't fucking have a chance to build up, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're always just smacking them lips. You're just always moving it's them. Flying into those. people's faces. Yeah, There's yeah. a bunch of plaque on my screen. You can't see my screen. It's just full of you plaque. It, everybody out there, just don't go to the dentist. Just you know, take care of your teeth yourself. You'll be fine. Just deal with it, okay? Unless you uh, have a cavity. Then go. Mm. Life advice. Brought to you by Ryan Rosillo. So on that note, Jamsters, we're going to go ahead and we're going to skedaddle on out of here. Again, the next time the Suns play, or I mean the Suns, uh, the Bahamas, uh, they play is on Wednesday. We'll be coming to you live on Thursday. We'll be discussing the result of that game, what we saw from DeAndre Ayton. And then we're going to delve into start, bench, and trade jersey number 30. We're almost done with this little series that we're doing just to get us through August. So make sure you tune yeah, in fun. then. It is. I enjoy it. I, I enjoy yeah, learning I love about it. the Suns history. So make sure you follow me on X at Darth Void. And make sure you follow Matthew on X. Matthew listening. Follow the show at Suns Jam. Stop by brightsideofthesun.com. Read the best content on the internet. And until then, Matthew, I think uh, I'm going to go play some Assassin's Creed. All right. Everybody else, go home and love your cavities.
it's going. 